closer, closer. <laughs> Are you staring at monkey photos again? Uh, no, I saw this guy instead. It just made me laugh. You need to stop looking at monkey photos when before we start. <laughs> it's just like he's he's it's, like it's, what? Zucky's like, yeah, warm up ritual. For context, for people who cannot see what we're looking at, Zucky for some reason as his pre warm up act is googling photos <laughs> of Indiana Jones too, <laughs> and then yeah, because the temple the, it links that, doesn't I, it? I don't. Yeah, I mean, it, it does link, it? but try but, try uh, to explain yeah. that to the listeners. I mean, you randomly yeah, well, that's what your job is. got photos of monkeys. <laughs> stuff and you pass it on a little no 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 I'm, I'm, I'm putting clips in to our google uh, doc can we get rid of okay, these pictures guys, can we get rid of these pictures because yeah i look at them all right yeah no, just just no more no more just start no more. the thing to say the words yeah i think it's time to start, start <laughs> the episode behave both of you behave folks. okay, okay. <clears throat> hello and welcome to another episode of the lockdown traveler with your hosts ali zaki and zayn This is a show all about bringing out the sunglasses as you head off to the desert, jumping on a last-minute flight for a weekend away in Europe, or in Zame's case, kicking down a door in a historic building because, and I quote, there's got to be a side quest down here somewhere. Oh yeah, that's that's what I sound like. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what it sounds like. But he's yeah. a weird man. Oh, there's a side quest down here, fellas. Yeah, I mean, you do that sometimes, but... No, he doesn't. He does, though, he does. He does weird things, man. You try travelling with him. He's a weird man. <laughs> I have. Just like breaking down into buildings. Where's the side quest? Exactly. There's loot down here running under waterfalls. No. But so as you can guess from our lovely conversation here, this is a show all about traveling and exploring. But today we are going to be honing in on one specific area, so Turkey. But before we get into any of that, let's go over the usual social connects. So we are on Twitter at the LD Traveler, Facebook and Instagram at the Lockdown Traveler, and our blog, thelockdowntraveler.blogspot.com. So you Kasifliers. Let's start with some facts. Uh, does that mean friends in Turkish? I'm assuming that's not friends. It's it's not it's not <laughs> friends, but it's not insulting either. Okay, is it? It's not fellas. It's it? not fellas. It's, it it's probably is though. It's explorers. Ugh. Come on, that what was. What is it? What is it? That's a nice one, mate. It's the best one he's done yeah. so far in terms of words he's used. <laughs> exactly. For. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'll, I'll allow it. Now you two are both like running the social media, so have we gotten any responses? We. So anyway, how are you guys doing? Yeah. <laughs> Technical difficulties. No, we're getting there. It's, it's increasing, I suppose. Is it? Well, I mean, if you start off at zero, like it can't get worse. <laughs> right? That's the spirit. I mean, That's the spirit, right? Not there. to insult our people, but you followed us. That's great. Can you interact with us? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, mate, don't, don't antagonize <laughs> the listeners. Okay, fair. Why would you antagonize he does, the he listeners? He starts like Twitter wars, and well, I say wars, literally just <laughs> shouting into the void. Let's let's okay, facts, facts, facts. Let's start with some facts. Okay, so um, sticking with the Indiana Jones theme, um, my <laughs> fact is that Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom was released in Turkey, but under a completely different title, and it was just called Indiana Jones: The Man with the Whip. <laughs> nice. The man with the whip. The man with the whip. Interesting. I, why? Uh, that's 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 it. Like I have no idea why oh, they changed the name really? or like what the reasoning was behind that. But maybe it was to generate interest from the audience. Zaki, don't don't you think? I think Temple when... of Doom is more interesting. Yeah, Zaki, I think going forward, if yeah. Zayn can't provide an answer or rationale as to why something has happened, we have to put him on the spot and tell him to come up with a theory. Zayn come up with a theory? I, I literally just did, like, the, to generate interest from the audience, who maybe they don't That's like a doom, theory. maybe they don't like temples, they they like man with the... They whip. like men with whips. Well, they're going to enjoy the film now, aren't they? 
<laughs> he does. He's, he's a man with that. a whip and he does stuff. That's a so, good movie. So do, they not, do not write that as a blurb. You will get the wrong audience for that. <laughs> he's a man with a whip and he and does, he does stuff. stuff. Yeah, exactly. What, yeah, I mean, what okay. more do you want? Okay, okay stop, stop. Okay. Thanks <laughs> for that fact. Is that a fact? No, I mean, it's really I mean... not. It's really not. This okay, is... fine. Another fact. The word cannibal in Turkish is yam yam. Okay, that's a better fact. That's a better fact. <laughs> that, is a, that is a very interesting fact. <laughs> there we go. Happy that, uh, that must make a very unique Greg. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? <laughs> Can I have a yam yam, please? <laughs> yeah, okay. No, very good, very good. So I've got one um, which is... Oh, I'm going to link it to food anyway because we've got yam yams now. But you know when we talk about food like cherries or coffees or sometimes tulips because some people eat tulips? You. What I found quite interesting was that when I talk about stuff like tulips and stuff, usually thought goes to Netherlands. But actually tulips were brought from Turkey into Netherlands and they're native to Central Asia. And it was in Turkish gardens long before it arrived in Central Europe. Yeah. Wow. And then I read into that a little bit more and they also introduced cherries into Europe and coffee. Cherries? I was surprised by cherries. That I hmm. was expecting. I was that. like, cherries feel very autumnal, and you know, but no, they they they, yeah. they moved over to Europe because of Turkey. And up until recently, there was a law um, because people, you know, Turkish people like coffee so much that coffee was so important that Turkish women had the legal right to leave their husbands if they couldn't provide them with coffee. Wow. Seriously. So yeah, yeah. So it's a pretty big deal over there. I mean, the law no longer is practiced, but it, yeah, it's only recently been uh, abolished. Interesting. Wow. Like, yeah, no coffee. Give me a divorce. Yeah, instead. exactly. You want some? <laughs> okay. Um, I have no way to link that whatsoever. <laughs> uh, I give it your best shot. Um. Oh God. Okay. So when you drink coffee, if you drink too much coffee, you might end up talking a lot, mm-hmm. and then. If you talk a lot, you might say lots of words really quickly and they jumble up and sometimes that sounds like one word. That's really, really long. Okay. Speaking of long words. Um, uh, nailed it. I, <laughs> nice. Subtle. Right. Um, I don't really know how to how to pronounce. So you know how sometimes like, I reckon my name is long, right? With eight letters, I think it's quite long. Hmm. And then like you watch Countdown and they're doing like words of nine. You're like, oh, okay. And then you like you read the back of like, I don't know, like a crisp packet or something. And there's some next level Xylitol thing in it, whatever. Yeah. I, can, I, yep. I can see, I can literally see Zayn counting Z-A-K-I. Four. What is A? <laughs> Why is she? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Uh, but so if you're the type of person that struggles with long words, or if you have hippotomostrosquipedaliophobia, I know I pronounced that wrong. A fear of long words. Yeah. This one might be a terrible. bit scary. <laughs> eh, but wait for this one. Wait till you hear the next one. This might be a bit scary. So trigger warning for anybody that has fear of long words. The longest word in Turkish has 70 letters in it. 70 letters? What? And it's pronounced. <clears throat> All right. It's pronounced. Muvafeketsizgeshterevermeyabilijerekteremzidanmishtilizgish tonight. That was actually pretty. Right, I mean, that, that was, sounds, that was that impressive. That was impressive. Yeah. I, I did not spend hours and hours listening to that backwards and backwards and backwards. That was good. That was yeah. Really that good. sounds legit. The translation is thank you. The translation is as though you are from those whom we may not be able to easily make into a maker of unsuccessful ones. So in plain English, mm-hmm. what that means is, brov, I can't easily turn you into a mug who makes others mugs. And even plainer English. You are too nice a person to turn you into a person who makes other people stupid. Oh, that's nice. 
It's very weird. You need a specific word for that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I mean. It's more like a phrase, but it's not. It's a word that means that. So I guess it's a compliment, I suppose. Yeah. That you're, you're good, so I can't... No, I can't so, so say it you. again. You're a good person, so don't be a good person. What? 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 Yeah, yeah, you're a good person, so I, you can't turn other people into bad people, and I can't make you do that, so that means you're good. Is it like a noun, then? So I could say, Zaki, you're such a... Blah, 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 blah. I, I, I think so, actually, yeah, go on, yeah, sure. Like, I, I don't know how you use it in a sentence. But... It only makes sense if it was, like, the devil saying it, like, if Ghost Rider, right, devil shows up, <laughs> and he goes to Ghost Rider, <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, mate, you're too good of a yeah. person, I can't yeah. make you into a mug. Yeah, I... I... I can't really imagine how you'd use it in a normal sentence, but I can literally see the the, the in the in the word corner and countdown the people just storming off, going, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Also, random fact: uh, the longest accepted word in the world is uh, nearly two hundred thousand letters long. Two hundred thousand. Yep, I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but it's the scientific name for the protein titin, which is used for uh, the protein is elasticity of the muscles. So there you go. Wow. I mean, who came up with that name? I don't know, mate. He just he just slapped it out on the keyboard, and that's what came out. <laughs> um, do you have any usable <laughs> facts? Uh, yes. Because you're yes. our you're our. Red... <laughs> hey, that's a usable. That's a that's a somewhat. No, I can't even. I can't even. Well, whatever the opposite of that word is, that's what Adi is. Mate, you can do one. <laughs> Think you're safe in Canada. I'm not reading that backwards, mate. I might I might tear off space in like a hole. Exactly. You might you might like bring somebody from a portal or something. Yeah. Um. Yes, general tourist advice, just one thing uh, to highlight a thing called the Museum Pass. So, um, it's a, it's basically a pass, it's a card that you can get, and it allows uh, free one-term access to over 12 museums in Istanbul. And you can choose from, I think there's a, quite a few museums, out of the 12 museums that you can choose over a period of five days, and it's valid for one year from the day that you buy it. Um, so... It's valid for one year, but once you activate it the first time, it, you have to use it in for like within the next five days. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes but sense. it gives you admission for a whole different all of the kind of major museums in Istanbul, um, and it, it doesn't cover special events. So just be, be careful for that. But most of them are things like the the, the most uh, famous ones are uh, Topkapi Palace uh, Archaeology Museum and the Turkish and Islamic Art Museum. Okay, um, sweet. And it's just it, it's about like 20 or 30 percent off on uh, most things um yeah, that's in terms a good of deal museums. and also the the kind of stuff that you can get in the museum shops and the cafes and things like that it gives you a little bit of discount on that so it uh, might be worth checking that out if you're thinking of okay it nice no that again usable usable facts right there so <laughs> at least somebody's doing it hey zane mr whip boy hey man i i told you turkish whatever you I thought you Turkish as well. Yeah, exactly. I thought you long... like you're doing a good job. What was your fact? Actually, that's to be fair, yeah. Actually, do you know what, Ollie? I, I bring you cherries and coffee. Mm. Okay, so what I was going to suggest and I put down as a, as a rule was let's talk about Turkey in its entirety and not just focus on Istanbul. So with that in mind, I would like to talk about the Hagia Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just remind me again, where, where is, is that? Yeah, whereabouts is that? It's in, yeah, it's in that? Uh, Constantinople. Um and uh yeah it's it's okay fine it's it's the biggest thing and i didn't want to talk about it up until i started reading about it and then i found something which got me quite excited and i was like i have to tell people and i hope nobody has heard of this before and if you have just shut up and listen um okay good very good yeah that's what you're here thank you just pipe down and listen no so 
The Hagia Sophia, um, it started its journey off as a pagan temple, and then that pagan temple turned into a church, which turned into a cathedral in the 6th century by Constantine I. So it's got, gone from a pagan temple to a church to a cathedral, big, big thing, and then it was converted into a mosque by the Ottoman Sultan Mehmed II in 1453. So what we've already got is a bit of a, a bit of temple, a bit of church, a bit of cathedral, a bit of a mosque, and we've started got the, getting these overlays of mosaics. So you've got the Byzantinian era, so you've got the mosaics, you've got pictures of mosaics of Jesus in gold, Mary, angels, and all sorts of other things in inscriptions. And then hmm. when you walk into it, you, you walk into the main chamber and you look up, you'll see all the chandeliers and the candles and all of that. But then if you look past them a little bit, you'll start seeing several mosaics of an angel in each corner uh, peering down at you. And then besides that, you've got all the uh, the Christian kind of designs, geographies, all of that. And then right next to it is a, um, all the um, uh, Arabic um, names for the, the caliphs and the prophet of Islam. Um, all written in Arabic alongside Islamic calligraphy. Hmm. So you've got Islamic calligraphy, angels, mosaics, eyes, geometry, all of that stuff all coming together in one roof. So that's hmm. already a bit of a hotspot, and it's like all this history yeah. coming together. It's amazing. But then, this is the part which got me quite excited, was that we've talked about some other stuff on, on this on this podcast, but it it really comes to life here. So better not be the Yeti. It's, 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 yeah, better it's, not be the Yeti. Yeti, I'm, I'm going to end the episode. If Yeti gets mentioned, we're going to All right, it. it's not a Yeti. It's not a Yeti. But if so, if you once you've seen the main hall and you've seen the chandeliers and all of that, and you've, you've really taken in all of that, if you start heading up to the right upper gallery, you'll find some, and you go straight up to the edge, so you can kind of peer over, so you can see the main gallery you were in about two, three minutes mm. ago, or in Zayn's case, ten minutes ago, because you got lost. Hey man, I'm a slow walker. <laughs> yeah, you are. What you'll see is once you're standing on on that on that um, <laughs> that little bar barrier. Almost sorry, don't know where that came from. Uh, um, the the barrier, which is made out of marble, it's got random scribbles etched inside the marble. So if you look onto that a little okay. bit further, you'll notice that there mm -hmm. are actually Norse runes. Um, and the Norse runes say uh, something along mm. the lines of Halfdan carved this, or Halfdan was here. So it's graffiti, it's, like vandalism. It's graffiti, and that's the best part. It's graffiti. Norse so graffiti? Norse graffiti, and there's two of them. There's one on this side, and there's one on the other side, but that's very, very... Uh, it, ha it hasn't lasted the test of time, so you can't really read what it says. Okay. But this one... What I love about this is we know from history and from Vikings and all that stuff that the Vikings, um, the the Rus and the Viking um, territories and all that stuff, they started creating a bit of a pact with the Byzantinian religious leaders and said, look, let's just have a peace treaty mm. so we can improve our trade. Yeah. And we know Turkey is that central point between Asia and Europe, and we've talked talked about it in the Silk Roads. So yeah. we know a lot of stuff is coming yeah, into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you've got the Russians, uh, the Vikings coming down as well, the Rus coming down and trading. So there's two theories of who Halfdan was. One is that he's just a <clears throat> a sightseer, and he's come down as a trader to uh, swap his black sea furs and walrus ivy with ivory with you know uh, some spices or uh, silk. But the other theory is one which... Did you say walrus ivory? Uh, yeah, uh, walrus ivory, yeah. Oh, wow. So they, they they used to do a lot of that. So it's not just elephants, yeah. but the... the, the, the hmm. Not the tusks, the teeth of the walrus. Yeah, the, apparently that was a... I think it's tusks. That was a big... 
I think yeah, it's that Tusk. was a big deal. Apparently, want to buy want to buy a tusk, yeah. But but the second theory is my my favorite one. So because Vikings were known as being quite quite um, loyal as well, once they've made an oath and they're quite strong and hardy, a lot of the Byzantinian religious leaders would use them as part of their elite squad or the Varangian guard, and this it means that if then the the theory which I like is that. Imagine you were that bored Viking, and you've just signed up to protect some sort of Byzantinian religious leader. You're part of his amazing mm, elite yep. guard, and you've been told that you need to go and be in the Hagia Sophia um, and protect him at all costs. So he's sitting in the main gallery, the guy you're supposed to be protecting, and you're just dawdling, waiting for this religious yeah. prayer to finish. And then yeah, you decide yeah, yeah. to doodle your name as a bit of a... I might as well. And the fact that you can go stand where that guy stood, where he was protecting another part of history in a mosque, in a cathedral, in a temple, it just messes with my mind. It's Yeah, there's so many layers. Yeah, and I, I just read that and I was like, I know it's in Istanbul, but I need to share this. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, to be fair, that's that's pretty spectacular. Yeah, we need to go and see this. I'm excited, yeah. guys. So many different layers to like the history. It's almost like you peel back one and it's like all of a sudden there's a whole new entire new world of a completely different yeah, era. Ex- ex- exactly. Like, different civilization, different religion, different history. And then it's like you go again and, it's and there's like centuries yeah, cool. in between. Like that's the thing. Like you're standing in the same spot where somebody stood with a sword, where somebody stood with uh, worshipping a rock, where somebody stood so and so. It's, it's just. It messes with my head. It's like Doctor Who esque, you know. Do you reckon people say that about your about your flat? About this is the place we yeah. stood when this guy built ate in two thousand and two, and nothing happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> Not just ate a carrot, but ate a dirty carrot. <laughs> <laughs> a dirty organic carrot, guys. Oh yeah, it was it was M S. It was M S. That's what we can determine from this. Uh... But yeah, that, that that's definitely fantastic. But you can't you can't. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't help. Yeah, myself. no, I think yeah, the history and the culture that's that's amazing. Yeah, include that. Definitely going to add that to the blog. Amazing, amazing. I'll send some pictures and links. Yeah. You gotta add everything to the blog, mate. Uh, we'll see. If it's not interesting, it doesn't get on the blog. But nobody okay. reads it, so nobody knows, right? Oh, yeah, because you're, you're. Okay, all right. Let, 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 let's you, hear about did your. You do the blog for the Netherlands? Oh, no, I haven't updated get, it in. Exactly, <laughs> in this guy's to get to it. Okay. But I know, the audacity. I'll, I'll, I'll the audacity. It. I'll update it after this one, all right? I've been busy. You haven't done before that either, have you? How how's the uh, how's the Facebook page going? Oh, what's that? Yeah, Zucky. So, what's your attraction? <laughs> right. Well, um, if you want to talk about interesting designs, or let's say Hagia Sophia has an almost magical design, right? Yes. Yes. And it's open to all people of all ages, right? Children and adults, right? Yes. Yes. So, if you like the magic and design of Disneyland mixed with the crushing and depressing reality of adulthood, <laughs> then I've got the place for you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I all love right, it. Good. Yeah. So yeah. it's a place called Burj El Babas in northwestern Turkey. It's near the town of Modernu. And basically in, in 2014, there was a plan to construct 732 Gothic castles. As you do. Each one with, you know, balconies and turrets and towers and gardens and all that stuff. So it looks like a proper typical fairy tale castle. Okay. There were plans to make, you know, more than 700 of these castles all together in like a village. So you'd have like a proper fairy tale town with a massive dome structure in the middle, which has a shopping center, you know, beauty facilities, Turkish baths, mosque, movie, theater, all this kind of stuff. And each castle was on sale for 400 to $600,000, which, you know, considering the housing market these days, that's really cheap. That's really right? cheap, castle, yeah. yeah. Castle? Yeah. That's amazing. Like fairy tale land. That's yeah, exactly. That's mad. A castle in Turkey with all these amazing facilities and, like, it's a fantastic place. That's, that's okay. Um, okay, okay, okay. 
But there were a lot of problems with the project. They only built 583 castles, which, I mean, it's still, still pretty lot. good. Yeah, that's a still lot of a castles, lot, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then the problems got worse, and the developer went bankrupt, and the whole place was abandoned in 2019. As recent as that? Yeah, so it's just an entire ghost town full of Disney castles all next to each other in, like, some really creepy-looking place. It's been used as a backdrop for um, a few shows, some music videos as well, but apart from that, nobody goes there. That is really cool. So- Yes, uh, that's really. Is cool. it? It's, so it's not an official Disney thing. Oh no, no, it's not an official Disney thing. It's just the castles kind of look like it, but not enough for any legal issues. Oh, um, okay, okay, yeah. okay. I'm just, I'm just saying Disneyland <laughs> castles, so the, so the listener gets an idea. No, 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 no that, that, like, that makes but, sense. That makes yeah. sense. Sorry, I, I, for some reason I thought we were going down a theme park thing, and I was like, oh dear. Oh no, no, this is this is just abandoned Disneyland house that's, place. That's really interesting. Like, so, but was it supposed to be like a? Almost like a a rich person's kind of resort. Kind Essentially, of. yeah. I mean, a few uh, a few okay, houses were sold, okay. and it was supposed to be just yeah a resort exactly. You could go there like a holiday home, just chill, mm. enjoy yeah, the place, yeah. Um, yeah. amenities, everything's included. So you can like really just enjoy and have your own. I mean, who everyone wants to live in a castle, right? Everyone wants to live in a castle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know why the why the project fell through. They said if they only sold ten more houses, they'd make a profit. Really. So. For five hundred k, man, you get a castle. That's that's a decent price. Are they still? Are they five hundred k? Yeah, five hundred thousand dollars. Oh, I thought you said. I thought you said fifty thousand. <laughs> it's like he's like, I'm, I'm out. Yeah, like it is. It is. <laughs> it's half <laughs> my, a million. Uh, sorry, my northern nuts only goes so far. So <laughs> lads, uh, he's uh, like, yeah. it's yeah. half a million. Penny over, mate. <laughs> but compared to the housing market these days, exactly. that, I think that's a decent price. I mean, it, I mean that's true. That's like what. That's like a bin. Exactly. In exactly. That's like yeah. that's like a, the a bin without the lid. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. I, I do want to see pictures of this thing. Yeah, this place, it's, 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 it's not really... like an official tourist attraction place, but um, you can still visit it and have a look at but what it looks like. I, I and think it looks that's pretty interesting. more important. That's that's better, isn't it? In some ways, like the fact you want to get away from the crowds and the mm. touristy stuff. Mm. You want to do stuff mm. like that. So no, no, good oh, find. Yeah, good find. But I, I do have a feeling it'll it'll be popular pretty soon. Yeah, it seems like the kind of place which would attract the quote-unquote dark tourist. Hmm. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, all right. Speaking of fairy tales... All right. Okay. Snow White is very dull. Yes. Snow is white. Speaking of white stuff. Speaking of white stuff? Mm, I want to no, talk about... No, try again, the... try again. No, like cocaine, what? <laughs> what? Oh, actually, yeah, that's a di- that's a different Disneyland, mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a different fairy tale. <laughs> that's a different, yeah, different fairy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So you spoke about castles. Yep. yep, castles, but yes. You talk about castles. Castles, but yes. Castles. Yes. Okay, castles. <laughs> castles. Um, <laughs> my attraction is also nicknamed the Cotton Castle. That works. That's a much better link. Why'd you go with Snow Is White? Because the way I was trying to I was trying to leave the cotton bit for the end. So we, but we started That's with that. such a so tight now, link, uh, though. Yeah. Okay, right. But, but the place I'm going to talk about is called Pamukele, which is the cotton castles. Um, All right. I'm and interested. the only way to describe it is... Imagine you're in Iceland. Mm-hmm. That's it, really. No, right. Imagine, imagine like, the White Cliffs of Dover. Right. right? Imagine, like, White so Cliffs. So not the supermarket. And if you were to... Uh, huh? So not the supermarket. Iceland. Not the supermarket. Imagine, imagine, imagine you're in the white. Imagine you make a meringue. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, these things that everyone can relate to. Yeah. <laughs> right. The the white. <sighs> imagine a cheesecake. You can relate to a cheesecake, right? Everyone can relate to a cheesecake. 
Right, it's it's, Imagine it's a, a cheesecake. pointy thing. Yes, it's not pointy, but it's a cheese. What, what point cheesecake? Like, you're thinking right? about you you said cheesecake. Meringue. You're thinking about a slice. No, but then you, I changed it because you said you said it's a cheese. Imagine right. a cheesecake, like a full cheesecake. Are we talking beige or? Imagine a cheesecake. <laughs> Imagine Oreo cheesecake. Okay, Oreo cheesecake. Okay. No, it can't. It's got to be vanilla, really. <sighs> I don't like vanilla. I want an Oreo cheesecake. I want raspberry. Well, then you can get. Uh, no, okay. So vanilla cheesecake, okay. lobbed under some digestives, but you've yeah. layered them up. In okay. like you know, like the the tea fields in like China and Japan, yeah, you know, yeah how you have the layered kind yes. of hills, mm. like that with cheesecake on it. Put that in a microwave, and that, and that's 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 what these places. So the velvety white rocks in the middle of Turkey, oh. and I can't really. When you see the pictures, you'll know why I struggled so much to explain what this looks like because there's nothing else like it anywhere in the world. Yeah, uh, and what it is, it's effectively carbon minerals left by hot springs over thousands of years um, <laughs> okay. and that those minerals has formed white water pools all across this area same 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 and you gotta google it he is bang on his i was gonna say that we are the gold standard for right? descriptions and i was about to slate <laughs> you but i've googled it and do you know what do you know what look at the picture though that's 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 kind of i worked hard yeah, on that google okay, it. Yeah, no, it's, okay. it's not fair, bad fair it's enough. pretty good right? that is good Right, it's a very hard to describe what it is, but effectively, so yeah, so, so it, it's located about 19 kilometers from the city of Denizli, which is southwest Turkey, and it's good because it's actually quite far away from sort of Istanbul, so okay. not okay. a lot of people actually go there, so it's a kind of quite a good tourist location, again, kind of off the beaten track a little bit. Yeah. Nice. There's quite a lot of different things and a lot of history around it, so... um there's a legend around the hot waters of this place, which right. is said to have healing properties. Now, I apologize because the legend is a bit. Here we go. I don't know how to say. <sighs> yeah, I'm it's, it's not. It's not. It's not dark. It's not dark. It's more like I'll talk you through it, then you can make a judgment. So basically, the legend is that there's a story of a young girl who was ugly, who Sorry. lived in a village near the pools, right? Okay. And she was so ugly <laughs> that nobody wanted to be with her, right? So so she became desperate and lonely that she wanted to kill herself and she jumped off the highest place and got crushed to death. So she missed the pools, right? Yeah. No, no, she fell into the pools and because it was so high she like it collapsed. Ah, right, okay. Cool. However, however, instead of being killed, the magical powers of the water washed away her sorrows and she became beautiful. And she climbed out of the pool and she met the Lord of Denizli, and he was so mesmerized by her beauty that he fell in love with her and asked her to marry him, and they lived happily ever after. So, the Turks believe that bathing in the pools in the same area will cure illnesses, uh, like disorders, digestive problems, eye skin disease, and everything mm. like that. And even before this, History has shown that this used to be a flourishing spa resort in ancient times. In fact, even Cleopatra bathed okay. in these pools. Oh, interesting. Um, I mean, if it's good enough for Cleo. Uh, I mean, right, yeah. like a st- standard, <laughs> standard statement. But on top of that, around despite the fact that you will not see anything like this, and it's crazy because it's hot, but it looks like ice with yeah, crystal, yeah, yeah. Like, crystal clear pools. Hmm. It's, it's mind-blowing. And on top of that, um, around the area, there's a bunch of old historical ruins. So one of these sites is the ancient Greek city of Heropolis. Oh, okay, okay. And that is located right above the pools in this area. 
So this was actually transformed in the spa around the 2nd century BC. And it was a place where doctors used to basically treat their patients because the thermal springs were seen yeah, as a, a way properties. of treating patients. That's amazing. Then a major earthquake destroyed the city and the Romans came along and rebuilt it and added a massive amphitheater next to it. Standard. Then the place became, you know, more and more grew over time because you had the, the doctor place, you had the ruins, you had the amphitheater. And then over hundreds of years and loads of earthquakes, effectively it started getting more damaged and then it just kind of fell into ruin. Okay. But the fact that you can have all of this history, so you've got these Icelandic kind of looking rock formations that are crystal white. Yeah. You've got blue pools of water that are hot. You've got Greek ruins on top of Roman ruins. Love it. All in the same area. That's amazing. That, that, that is, is yeah, amazing. Again, like so many layers of history. Yeah, so you can you can bathe in the pools and reap the benefits. Uh, you can visit the Greek colony and the city around it with all the roads and the ruins and everything that's there. They have limestone terraces. Uh, they have an antique pool still there. You can spend hours there. They have a, a Byzantine church. They also have a necropolis in the northern part of this entire area. You can then view the amphitheater, which is very impressive. Like, I'm not doing it justice, but it is... It's sort of sunken in the okay, way they built nice, it. Nice, nice. Um, so you have the amphitheater. You can go to the Temple of Apollo, which is also apparently nice. in this area. And you can. There's also a museum inside the um, Neuropolis, which has all the kind of antiquities from the old place, from the Roman bathhouses, um, and it really has showcases of like the art and the the sarcophaguses and all of the other bits and pieces that they they have from there in the region. And on top of that, the last one thing you can also do. So I know this is going going on a bit, but you can also go for a little balloon ride, a hot air balloon ride. Um, over the whole pools and the whole area at sun at sunrise. That must be such a great view. That it sounds amazing. Yeah. So to go from uh, melted cheesecake to to what you've just talked us through, that's a big step up. Because <laughs> I, I was about to, I was ready yeah. to slate you. I was like, okay, I know, I know you were, I know you were, yeah. So yeah, it's you can visit. It's open between six thirty and nine in the summer. Uh, the Turkish, the all Turkish museum pass also covers entrance. Excellent. Um, I think the cost is uh, about sixty lira, and it's yeah, it, you can get through it and visit it pretty much all year all year round. So yeah, you, you'll find something to to do there, regardless of what kind of person. Very good, very good. That's really cool. And like this is a first for lockdown traveler. I actually have a, a related fact to that, which. Um, I think it's the same place, I might be wrong, but um, mm-hmm. I remember reading a while back that in Herapolis, um, they had a, a, a little cave sort of entrance to, to an underground section where ancient Roman priests would bring animal sacrifices, and as soon as the animals walked into this area, within a few minutes they'd be dead, and the priests would just walk back out um, completely unharmed. And so That's it was considered to be like a really... Um, religious place but the reason for that is that there are cracks underground which release constantly um i think carbon dioxide but like a volcanic mm-hmm. carbon dioxide okay um, which sort of comes out as a kind of mist the taller you are the higher you are the less it affects you and so animals obviously are closer to the ground and when they get the mist in their uh, system they start suffocating and they die but the priests would Maybe they'd stand on an altar or some stones or something, but they'd be higher up, yeah. and so it wouldn't affect them. Mm-hmm. And they'd just walk out like, you know, nothing happened. Wow. So that's, uh, it might, I think it's the same place. It might be wrong. I'll need to I think you're right. Out, yeah, it seems, it seem, because this place is because of the hot springs and the volcanic activity is what caused these minerals and these yeah. to, to create. So yeah, that that's nice, cool. nice, nice. Yeah. Um, I can just jump back on with the castle theme again. <laughs> 
if we'd allow that. Yeah, it's fair. I think that's fair. So my next attraction is called Sozova Park. Okay. And it's kind of related to my early, earlier location because it's uh, essentially a massive theme park in Eski Shahir. Um, but it's not just filled with, you know, roller coasters and bouncy castles and rides and stuff. It's got actually good attractions that are sort of all lumped together in one convenient place. So, okay, so for starters, it's got the Eski Shahir Zoo which is split into two closed areas. So you've got one for the aquarium, mm-hmm. which is lovely, and one for literally everything else. So <laughs> birds, reptiles, amphibious, insects, mammals, <laughs> they're all fine, shoved fine. together in that one. Um, and I just think it'd be interesting to have a look at what's what's going on there. It looks like a decent zoo. Okay. Yeah, I bet yeah, you there's just fair. one gorilla just waiting alpha who's <laughs> killed everything else. Yeah, just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Biding his time. His name is he called Caesar, is he? There's also <laughs> ape together strong, but there's only one of us <laughs> just sitting in the corner repeating it to himself. Yeah, it's not, it's not. Well, you did all the time anyway, but yeah, yeah. go on. Yeah, well, that's just a hobby. Anyway, <laughs> uh, there's also a planetarium here, which is the largest planetarium in Turkey. Uh, it's got two high-resolution projectors with fisheye lenses, so you get full 360-degree uh, visual theater experience. Nice. And there's also stuff like, you know, lectures and scale models and presentations and all that, which is, again... Pretty fun. Better than a roller coaster, I would say, but, you know, whatever. I mean, that's subjective. I mean, I, I... I would rather go to a planetarium than a roller coaster. Would you rather go to a planetarium full of butterflies than a roller coaster? No, I'd go on the roller coaster in that case. <laughs> <laughs> well, case closed. I thought so. All right. Um, yeah, so following on from the science theme, there's also the Turkish Science History Building, which is, I'm sure, a lovely science museum. But there's also a separate building called the Scientific Experiments Building. Now, that's which is, interesting. It's just a very okay. suspicious name. It is, right? it is. That's a very sinister yeah, name. It is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And what's even stranger for me is that there are no pictures. So if you go online, you have a look at this. There are pictures of the Turkish Science History Building. Looks lovely. Nothing for the Scientific Experiments Building. And I want to go and check that out and see what, mm. why is it called that? What do they go? What happens inside? That's very interesting. And what are these experiments? Do you think it could be because of that law where you're not allowed to take photos of like skin specimens or uh, biological stuff? And like, for example, there are all sorts of colleges, surgeons and stuff in the UK. You can't take photos of any of the, the skull which had bone, bone right, cancer right, right, or this right. thing. Or it that. might be that actually. That's a good point. But maybe maybe it's a locked off building. Maybe it's adults only. I don't know. I'm picturing like you know the Tower Full of Mice mission in with the witch. Oh my god! Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. what I'm picturing. That's that's what I'm picturing. You know, like that kind of. Wow, that's pretty cool, actually. That's not as again. That's quite unique. I haven't heard anything like that before. Yeah, right. Very good. Uh, it also has a few other things. So there's a place called Esminia Turk, which is basically a miniature version of a park inside Sozova Park, and it cl- it's got um, scale models of. Turkish monuments like the walled obelisk, the serpent column, tomb of Sultan Ahmed I, Hagia Sophia, Topkapi Palace, like loads nice. of other places. Nice, nice, nice. And nice. just the details on some of these buildings is incredible. Um, there's also a Japanese garden, an artificial lake, and a pirate ship that you can climb onto and explore. And all of this is in Sozova Park. That sounds Inside amazing. the park? Inside the park, yeah. So there are like different... I guess, sections, and there's also Dream Castle, which is, again, very much like a Disneyland castle-style architecture, gothic architecture, Um, but on the inside, you've got a museum of uh, fairy tales and folklore and culture, which all looks pretty interesting, and all the staff 
are wearing medieval clothes and armor, which I think is <laughs> a nice touch. I mean, it's amazing. That's I don't know, man. It, it, it adds to the to the experience. Yeah, and you can you can climb to the top of the castle. You can get all the views, and it just it looks like a really nice place. I like that. And finally, tea gardens, restaurants, cafe houses, and street food vendors throughout the park, and a miniature railway to sort of get you from place to place. That's nice. You can't you can't go wrong with him anyway. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Right? It's just the best. Yeah, yeah. And 100%, yeah. there is a, a crocodile slide. My guy, okay, my guy. I forgot to mention okay, that, but yeah, okay. there's a is, there's a really lovely looking like crocodile slide. I don't think it's open for adults, but you know, just pretend you're a child. <laughs> well, shave your beard off. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna have to do a, I'm gonna have to do a little bit more. Okay. Than that. Or just run into it and be like crocodile slide. Yeah. Yeah. They're not gonna stop. Who who would stop a grown man going down a slide? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> who would de- deprive? Jump yeah, down the slide. Yeah. No. No one's gonna stop. Yeah. No. Before I move on, can I also just talk about something separate? Um, it's Assassin's Creed. You can, but you have to link it. You have to link it. He's right. Sorry, right. sorry but right. you have, have to. Yeah. Okay. Um. So there's a miniature version of Hagia Sophia in the in the park. Yes. And you can climb it because it's small. Um, but if you want to climb it in a video game, <laughs> you can do that in <laughs> Assassin's Creed Revelations. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Fine, you know fine, what? Just because it's getting late, fine, sure. Fine. All right, wonderful. So, um, Assassin's Creed Revelations, uh, it's set in Constantinople in the year 1511, when the city was under Ottoman rule. And the cool thing is that the developers did a lot of work to make sure that the city is historically accurate. So they worked with historians, cartographers, they studied old documents, paintings, maps, travelogues, everything. So they planned it out and made sure that they knew every single road and district in the area, as well as um, designs and locations of stuff like the Galata Tower, Topkapi Palace. And you can also visit the Grand Bazaar in the game. No way. Which is, I think, a really cool addition because there are a bunch of sort of assassination missions in there. And at the time, so 2011, I want to say, it was the largest interior mm-hmm. zone of any Assassin's game ever. Dude, it, it's also the oldest mall in the world. That that The fact that they've included that is amazing. It's the oldest mall in the world right now, yeah. I was going to say, when you play it, it feels like that. It feels like they took their time to find out information and like research it properly, and it feels vast and expansive, but also very sort of true to what it would be like. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 they also do like admit that they have tweaked some stuff, like the Hagia Sophia in the game, you can visit and you can climb it, mm. and you'll notice that it has four minarets. Yes, mm. yeah. Um, but at the time the game is set, it would only have two minarets, and the other two wouldn't yeah. be added until, like, several decades later. Oh, right. Um, but they just decided, you know, Interesting. you think of Hagia Sophia, you think of the four minarets. That's the iconic look, so they kept okay. it like that. But yeah, that's that's all I wanted to mention, because it, it's really cool that we're talking about this stuff now and the, the game, and you can actually like visit these places in the game and see what it looks like. It's it's cool. Do you know what I will say? Even that was kind of cool for teaching history in a way. I agree, I agree. In a kind of way, like it was nice to see yeah, the way it's done. is quite cool. Yeah, nice one. like that. Um, right, so I should link... Uh, okay, so we talked about Assassin's Creed. Yes. And yes. we talked about how rubbish the latest movie is of Assassin's Creed. Sure. <laughs> And if you ever got a copy of it on DVD, you'd want to flush it down the toilet, and the toilet needs a cistern, so I want to talk about cisterns. Um, yeah, yes. I like it, I guess. What a what a modern reference with these DVDs. The thing is, I, I wouldn't be happy with that 
apart from the fact that the film it's is such so a bad, bad film it's so that I'm like you know what now. yeah go for oh, it yeah. mate it is I, I'm, I'm going to be sneaky and rather than jumping to special mentions I'm going to quickly squeeze this one in uh, I hope you guys don't mind yeah, so one of the things I really want to talk about alongside the Hagia Sophia was this other thing which is also in Istanbul but you know that's we're okay yeah, so in the 6th century uh, one of the emperors Justinian of the Byzantinian era decided that he wants to store a place for fresh water around his palace and created a huge reservoir um, which is in uh, is it's an underground reservoir in right in the heart of Istanbul. So, long mm-hmm. story short, he built it, stored water in it, was amazing. And then thousands of years passed, and a, and a scholar <laughs> rocked up, and he goes, "Hold on a second! All these people, these neighbors, are drawing fresh water from their basements. What the? What's happening?" And then yeah, he, "What's going on?" Yeah. Okay. So he's like, "Hang on a second! They're even getting fish. What is happening?" So he went down and he sees, tried to see what was lurking underneath. And this was about 1545, and he found a huge subterranean cistern, carved and carved and okay. replete, uh, with beautiful pictures. And then, bizarrely, it had pictures of Medusa um, structures. Medusa? Um, yeah, Medusa, That's faces of Medusas carved in two of the pillars. And he was like, oh, okay, what? But it, it wasn't something where they're like, okay, let's go and put this as an exhibition. He yeah. mentioned it mm-hmm. to the local town and the town hall, like... Yeah, that's great. We don't really care about it. So it was just sitting there for a while. He must be so frustrated. <laughs> yeah, he's like, guys, guys, there's this yeah. thing. People are fishing in their basements. And they're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> they're like, yeah, that's great. We know about it. Who cares? And it was, it literally started containing junk. And at one point, people were using to just throw, <laughs> if you have a, if you've got a well in your basement where your fish are coming out, people started using it, abusing it in the way that they started throwing rubbish down there and even corpses. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Even what? Even sorry? corpses. That is not just something just, you just, just throw. Just casually, it's like, hey. <laughs> what do you mean they just threw it down like, there? How you, common you, you was just, this? You, you've bought a house, it's connected to a basement. You look in the basement and you find a well with fish in it. You're like, hey. After a while, you get bored and you just start throwing stuff down there. Come on, like Snickers wrappers or <laughs> a body. Yeah, but <laughs> I, that is, wow. Yeah. I was not expecting yeah. that. But okay, but coming okay. really quickly back onto Medusa then. So some of the, for the listeners who, who aren't aware of Medusa, Medusa was one of the Greek mythology Gorgon monsters, depicted with wings, and of course she has a head full of snakes. And the big thing about her was that she can turn you into stone if you stare directly at her. So with that in mind, just quick, the reason why they have these two towers with Medusa heads in it, and a lot of archaeologists have done uh, the research through it to try and find out exactly what. But when they started finally getting rid of the corpses and the rubbish and all of that mud, um, they decided that in 1985, this isn't just a reservoir full of fresh water. It's the Mm. size of two football Mm. fields. It has 336 marble columns, and it once held 100,000 tons of fresh water. That's incredible. Wow. What a thing to find. Yeah, and the guy, the poor scholar who found it first, he's he's probably like spinning in his grave going, oh, right now you like it, but back then nobody cared about it. Yeah, yeah. that is that is amazing. Yeah, so you can go down there now, and they've lit it up, and it's uh, the way uh, I've I've been there. It's, the way they've lit it up is amazing. So it's very dimly lit, uh, flickering lights, and little narrow passageways where you can kind of walk through and see the little pools of um, the the water, and little fish are swimming around in it as well. It's really great. And then you turn a corner, and then you see these two he, off the three hundred thirty six marble columns. Two of them huge Medusa heads, but they've been placed upside down. So interesting. The logic was: Why are there two mm-hmm. mysterious things here? Uh, 
um, and more importantly, why are they upside down? The logic is, and this is where the archaeologists are disputing it, but I'm going to go with the more fun one. They're saying that the the people who built this, the Byzantinians, they saw Roman relics, because there were a lot of Roman and Greek yeah. ruins around. They literally yeah. saw these yeah. relics, including the Medusa one, as reusable rubble. So they just picked them up from these broken temples, which we would have gone, oh my god, it's history. And they're like, <laughs> nah, we'll just turn it into a marble tower, allow it. But then they saw that Medusa was there, and even though they had moved on into Christian Christianity and stuff, there was still a bit of, ooh, mm. do we really want to put a Medusa head here? So they flicked it upside down yeah. so that her, her, so her power isn't yeah, there. Yeah, it's suspicious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, you go down there, and you can go. It's under re- refurbishment right now, but that uh, they're hoping to open it up in about July 2022. Um, but yeah, you can go there, you can actually see all this stuff, and it's it's it's... It's definitely worth it, I would say. And um, yeah, it's just, who would have expected a Medusa head just peering at you in the darkness? It's creepy, but beautiful. But fantastic, though, like in the sense of it being quite like a, the adve- like you're going down yeah. there and tr- discovering yeah. it. Yeah. it must have been incredible. But, and the fact that these guys, the, the guys who created this, they saw their predecessors, the Roman stuff, as ruined, and they just reused it for purely for rock. What a power! And now we're, yeah, that I know, is, and we're yeah. going. Oh my god, it's history! Yeah, it's amazing. So we've talked about Vikings, Greeks, Romans, God knows what. But no, I I am aware that we are <clears throat> hitting almost the hour mark. So I'm going to jump straight straight to special mentions. So let's do quick, quick, short, sharp special mentions. Okay, uh, I'm going to quickly mention the pudding shop. Pudding shop. Which <laughs> the pudding uh, shop? <laughs> the pudding shop, which is it's actually called um, Lale Restaurant, but it's more more popularly known as the pudding shops. It's not far from the Hagia Sophia, and effectively the the restaurant became a popular meeting place for like beatniks and hippies and stuff traveling along the trail between Europe and South Asia. And what they used to do is, while enjoying their meals there, they used to share like their experiences in the restaurant, and so they could kind of contact. It was like a contact area for all these people to get into Turkey and into Asia. Right. And they had this bulletin board with all people trying to offer for rides and communications yeah. between family members and friends. Nice. People leaving notes for each other across the places. And um, yeah, basically you can go there, check it out. And they have really good food. And they have vegan and veg options too. So you can go there and check nice. it out if you wish That's to. That's nice, yeah. Um, and the other one I wanted... I haven't been justice there really quick, but definitely just have a look and you'll, you'll see it's got a very cool looking charm to it. It's a lot of history there. It's nice to kind of piece together the stories of people with their notes that have been left. Hmm. Oh, that's, that, like, that's again, really you get nice, a bit yeah. of history and culture. Yeah, yeah. And you can kind of make up your stories of how they think about agree, what they, agree. they've left or if there's kind of cryptic notes. And imagine people leaving it for some person and a couple of months later somebody comes yeah. back and leaves another cool. one. It's just, yeah, it's just yeah. a cool kind of... Um, cool aspect. And the other one, especially for Ali, Ali, I found this for you. I wanted to quickly mention the Carrot Festival. The Carrot Festival. The Carrot and Stew mate, Festival. Mate, he's already foaming yeah, at the mouth. Mate, I've already booked his tickets, mate. Well, you're in luck because it happens in the first weekend of June. So you've still got time, oh, mate. Oh, yes. Um, the full name of the festival is called Be Pazari Hevuch. And it's uh, effectively like, yeah, I can't really talk too much about it, but it's it's, it's like carrots. Because the area of this where, this, where the festival takes place, it produces 70% of the carrots in Turkey. So they celebrate the carrot. They have carrot displays, stalls, food, uh, cakes, dishes, uh, signs, pictures, art, anything carrot based. Art, art of carrots. Oh, art of carrots. Guys, guys, this is good. This is good. Okay, so, nice. So, but yeah, you're not allowed to eat any of the displays, Ali. You no, are allowed like, to eat any I of get... the displays. You are. Yeah, exactly. That's why you are, you can. They're all edible, which is why I... Uh, yeah, yeah Zaki's got my back, man. Zaki, Zaki knows yeah, what's up. All right, yeah, that, that actually sounds like a good place to visit. 
Yeah, <laughs> 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 you guys can come. It's cool. All right. Cool. Um, continuing on with the food theme, there's a place in Turkey called uh, Chimera or the Mountain of Eternal Fire. It's literally just a mountain with natural fires that have been burning for over two thousand years. It's like a crack on the floor, and fire pops out every now and then. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 like the Cash, hell, casually, like yeah, the, like a yeah. really, really rubbish version of like Mount Doom from Lord of the Rings, right? Um, okay, and people okay. just hike up there with marshmallows and s'mores, and they just you know enjoy it and vibe. Is that do they do they actually bring marshmallows, or are you just just saying that? No, no, they genuinely <laughs> do. Yeah, you can bring your own marshmallows and sticks, and you just uh, sit there uh, above like a really small fire and just enjoy it yeah okay nice so and then my one is also about food as well so one tip i suppose surprisingly gonna give yourselves like a bit of an actual travel advice but if you're in again i know i didn't say i want to talk about istanbul but here we are again if you (laughs) You happen (laughs) (laughs) all of yours are istanbul you, you guys have done everything outside of it and i've gone hey guys let's not do that and then done it but if you're in istanbul go near the galata bridge and in near the Galata Bridge, on the side where the Galata Tower is, there's going to be a very winding shore, uh, uh, footpath near the shore. You'll see it straight away because only only one, which is right next to the shore. If you go there, you'll find a row of portable um, stalls where individuals are setting up shop to start serving mackerel, which they grill quite fresh, and they season it and stick it in a wrap and give it to you. And it is legitimately the best fish sandwich I've had. Really? Right, we've got to check it out. But it's also super illegal as well, because those guys aren't legit shops. They're, they're So they've got their, like, styrofoam, polystyrene, like, they stalls, and the second the police come, they run away. So um, if you're there, if they're there and you're there, get it. Um, but if they're not there, um, wait till the evening because then they'll come back and then that they'll offer you the fish sandwich, but also tea and uh, ask for a chat just to learn a little bit more about yourself and where you came from. So, yeah, do it. But if they're not there, I'm sorry, come back again later. But legitimately, it's one of the best. Can you imagine, though, like if if the police show up and you just like quickly eat your Wolf sandwich, and they're like, what is that? You're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. open your mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, no, thank you both. I think with that, and we have definitely stretched it, but we are now officially at the end of the episode. So for everyone, thank you so much for listening. And please do continue to listen, despite Zane's awful jokes, although he did behave himself today, which was quite nice. Please do uh, all continue to follow us on the uh, socials and watch out for our next episode. Gentlemen, we get there in the end. See you at the next one.